Diego? Yeah, what are we talking about? Well, today we're talking <laughs> about um, today we're going to be talking about who's building the house, um, and you know the obviously you know we'll, we'll get into Psalm one twenty seven one, but uh, it, it says you know unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor labor in vain. Yeah. And one of the and like this is one of those things that I never heard of before moving here. Like I've heard the scripture, really? I've heard people quote it, yeah, but I've never actually had revelation of it until I moved here because a lot of my life I was told that if I want to get ahead, if I want to if I want to grow especially in, you know, in ministry or in in life or just in in Christianity, you know, like if I want to grow in those areas, I need to I I need to build. To build. I need to to figure out what works and implement those, you know, read a lot of books and, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, and apply those, develop the programs, do all the different things. And, uh, and you know, like if you want to get ahead, like the, I've seen this mentality a lot, of, like in people is, you know, uh, if you if you want to get ahead, get ahead. I, I don't know if that makes sense. But if you want yeah. if you want to grow, I mean, like, yes, increases is biblical. Um, but if you want to grow, what I what I've seen a lot is you know people taking biblical principles and then just doing what they doing what they think is right and yeah. what they think is yeah. best, and they try to attach biblical principles to it rather than you know coming to the Lord and whatever He tells you to do, do that. You know, yes. and so like yeah. w what happens is a lot of people plan out you know what's going to happen, especially like since I went to Bible college and I saw a lot of ministry like people like planning out their their years planning out all these different things and uh planning out even their ministry so for like five years i'll be a youth minister and then and then i'll uh then i'll transition to a bigger ministry and then i'll transition to a, you know basically building up yeah. that spiritual resume yeah. like you've talked about and like just building up you know my resume or i'll work at this place for a while and then once i've exhausted that place i'll move on to the next place and then you know right. just doing all these different things trying to gain this this resume of i've done all these things now i can get ahead now yeah. i can do my own thing or whatever rather than and it's all up here uh, right. you know it's all and i could be reading my bible every day praying every day and doing all those things but in all of that i'm the one building the house, you know, yeah. and, and it's, and if the Bible says doing that is in vain, then I, I don't want to do that. And, and yeah. last night I was, I was going, falling asleep and, and the Lord was kind of like, the Lord was kind of pointing different things out to me, different things that I've seen, different things that I've done, you know, seeing people talk about, you know, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, but then watching uh, people doing everything in their own strength yeah. and like, and like quoting these scriptures and the Lord kind of said to me, he's like, there's a difference between the Lord building your house and using biblical principles yeah. to build your own house Yeah, on your own, in your own. Shape. That's a great word. It's, yeah. it's a great word. And that, that's a good way to say that. Um, I think one of the things that you get to is it's almost like this perfect storm of what looks godly to form something that's not of him, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, if you are not, uh, well, I tell you what, let's read, let's read Psalm 127, yeah. the verse that you're talking mm -hmm. about. And yeah. let's read that and show that scripture, yeah. and then we'll go from there. So yeah. go ahead and read so, verse 1 and 2. And you can put this in the comments, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. 
It says this, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It's vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Yeah. So what what God is saying there is I'm the builder, I'm the protector, Mm -hmm. I'm the source of your rest, your sleep, I'm the source of it all. And unless you let me do it, Mm. then you will be doing it, and it is vanity and Mm -hmm. pride. Yeah. Uh, Very plain language, very, Mm. very, very plain. But I would say if I had to guess a percentage of the number of people that are truly allowing the Lord to build the house, um, I would say 1% Mm -hmm. in the church. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. 1%. Uh, Because what you find is, I think how you said that was very good is, just because we use biblical principles to take action does not mean God was leading the action. Mm-hmm. And so when we go like to 1 Corinthians 13, 3, uh, where it says, even if I give my, all my possessions to the poor or I uh, give my body to be burned. In other words, I burn myself <laughs> out for the Lord, for yeah. the church, for ministry. And then it says, and have not love. We have this idea that as long as it's a good thing or a biblical thing that we're working on, Mm -hmm. that we're in love. But that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And those are both good things, both biblical things to do. But obviously, he shows us in that verse that you can do these things and not be in love, which means you're not in God. Mm -hmm. And the next statement is concerning because it says, it profits me Zero. It profits me nothing. Mm -hmm. So that means I could go my whole life doing good biblical things. Mm -hmm. I could go my whole life doing good biblical things, and there would be no reward on it. Mm -hmm. There would be, I'd get to heaven, and God's, and he means it. It's an absolute statement. Mm -hmm. I would get to heaven, and he goes, "Uh, what did you do? Lord, I built your church. We had 10 campuses. And then he says, I never told you to do that. And you're like, I spent my whole life doing this. He said, I never called you to do that. Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? So then you see, because Jesus said the the defining factor is, where Jesus says, if you love me, you'll Mm -hmm. keep my commandments. In other words, so in order to be in love, we have to be in what he said to do specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's easy to do, but most people miss it. So yeah. you've got this combination of, I don't trust the Lord to build the house because I don't trust myself to hear from him. So they, they don't have a revelation of fellowship, mm-hmm. right? They don't have a revelation of fellowship. They don't, they, yeah, I'm talking about just, People in the church in general, yeah. we don't have a revelation of fellowship. Mm-hmm. We don't have a revelation of how to hear from God, a reality where that's real to us. Mm-hmm. So without fellowship, you don't hear from them. Even if you have fellowship, but you don't know how to hear from them, then that's the second part of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing things and I'm active in my life, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hearing it from him, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't trust uh, God to actually build the house because it seems like too much time is passing because yeah. I'm impatient. So it's like any of these items will attribute to 
me building the house mm -hmm. instead of God building the house. Then I have then I have people who don't understand these things, the spiritual leaders who don't understand these things, and they tell me just go, just do something. Mm -hmm. That's not the operation that Jesus had. Um, and so you well you all you ought to be a pastor, you know. Mm -hmm. But and all they are doing is. You know, they're shoehorning everybody who has an average hunger for God yeah. because an average hunger, an average heavenly hunger for God looks special yeah. in a sub-average world, True. right? Yeah. A subpar world. Um, that's a great statement. Thank <laughs> you, Lord. An average heavenly, you know, an average supernatural hunger for, for God looks amazing in a subpar world. Yeah. You know, and um, in a subpart, I said it better the first time. But <laughs> anyway, and so then you have people that say, oh, you are so hungry for God. It's like, no, I'm actually average for a Christian, <laughs> yeah. for a heavenly, you know, and a godly Christian. This is actually average for a Christian to be hungry mm -hmm. and kind of on fire. That's, that yeah. should be normal. Mm -hmm. But because we've been living subpar mm -hmm. On a, you know, rating ourselves to one another, yeah. that looks like it stands out. And so they go, with that kind of hunger, you must be called to the ministry. Yeah. But you're not. You're called to be a lawyer, or, you know, an attorney or, or an accountant or something, you know. Yeah. It's like, no. And so then you have a person who's in a church without a calling, without being in the office. They're building the house of their life, and God's not in it. And so there's no grace that eventually they can get frustrated. Mm -hmm. They can step out of step out of ministry. They can fall out of ministry. You know all mm -hmm. of these things yeah. because they didn't understand the reality of God building the yeah. house, yeah. and they're trying to build it. Yeah, it's it's like walking by sight, not by faith. Yeah, so exactly. Like when Jesus said, "Like, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say?" You know, what, yeah. what's the implication? The implication is not not just you know you don't follow biblical principles. Yeah. The implication is in the fellowship with me. When I give you an instruction, you know, you're calling me Lord. Lord what, is, yeah. what is a Lord? It's a shepherd. It's, it's yeah. someone who I give myself to, and when he gives me instruction. They direct I, me. Yeah, yeah. They, they direct me. You know, like you say, always be open to instruction, correction, redirection. Yeah. That's what lordship looks like. Yes. It doesn't look, because, yeah. well, I'd say you probably would know more than me. A majority of the modern church doesn't even, like you already said, they don't even believe that they can hear from the Lord. Right, right. So the best that they can do then is just, kind of take this and, and you know, just yeah. try to do their own thing but apply this to it. And, and that's not yeah. how, how we're supposed to operate. Well, the issue is there's not a, a Brian book in mm -hmm. there that tells yeah. me what lane I'm supposed mm -hmm. to run in yeah. in, 20, you know, tw in the 2000s, you know. Mm -hmm. There's not that in there. There's general instructions that give me things, okay, these are the guardrails. I don't need to cross over, keep yeah. here here yeah. and then there's moments where the Holy Spirit will say out of fellowship mm -hmm. and out of hearing from him this is your verse you know yeah. I've got some verses like that and they're mm -hmm. special to me yeah. but they could be special to anybody and anybody could make that up if mm -hmm. they didn't have fellowship yeah. you know uh, in their mind and so you see and, and we can talk more in details but but then you look in what Matthew 16 where he says Jesus says, I will build my church. Mm -hmm. And we're not the builder of the church. We can say, mm -hmm. we're building this ministry. No, we're not. If you're mm -hmm. building this ministry, you're out yeah. of line. You yeah. know, you're actually missing it. You mm -hmm. And um, then that I think that's one of the reasons why I really, 
I don't like this revelation of God building the house mm. helped me to understand yeah. why everybody was misquoting, I believe it is, Matthew 11, mm. where he says, the violent take it by force. Mm -hmm. Because what I realized was people were utilizing. So un understand that through faith, faith in the spirit, we violently with faith grab a hold of the things and we resist the devil and we grab a hold of the things of God. But when he uses that, the context of, I think it's Matthew 11, you can double check me on it, but the context of where he says the violent take it by force is basically Jesus saying that all of the religious people before that moment tried to go into the kingdom of God things by physical things, by the law, by things in the earth. They tried to take it physically. And he said, and what he's saying is, and, he, and you can see that by looking at how he describes John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the greatest of men born of women. Yeah. But he's least, the least in the kingdom yeah. is greater than him. And so then he makes that statement about you know, the violent up until this time. He's, mm -hmm. he's showing a turn. And he's saying, up until this time, they take it by force. So we've, we've taken that verse and we've said what we've done is you know, basically what Jesus was saying was stop, stop forcing things. Yeah. Do it by faith. In other words, like Moses at the rock, don't hit the rock anymore. By faith in the spiritual, speak to that rock. Yeah. It's not your physical strength or your physical power or your skill in your head or how much work you put in. Mm -hmm. Do all of, do the work out of love for God, yeah. but do it because you're being obedient to a commandment yeah. that you've heard in fellowship, yeah. Yeah. Not, not just go make it happen. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is we've taken that verse and we've said, well, just do something. You know, mm -hmm. um, my, dad, my dad had a statement, and I, and I, I recognize that it, it was a little bit off base if you don't apply it properly, and that was do something even if it's wrong, you know. And there's sometimes where people are so stagnant, just getting up and mm. starting the car helps them to steer, right? Yeah. And I get that. I understand that. If you're, if you're in a stagnation period, just, just go. And, and Proverbs 16.3 says this, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. So mm. if you don't know what to do, at the very least, get up, go to church, mm. You know, communicate yeah. with your pastors, mm -hmm. you know, read your Bible, yeah. you know, pray, you yeah. know, do the things God's already told everybody yeah. to do. Do yeah. what you know is right. Those yeah, those are those are ongoing instructions. Be yeah. filled with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so do something that yeah. you know that God's told everybody to do already. But that doesn't mean go and start a ministry without hearing from God. That yeah. doesn't mean go take this job if mm -hmm. you haven't heard from God. That doesn't mean go buy a car if you haven't heard from God or a house or something. Yeah. Let the Lord build the house of your yeah. life. So we've taken that, the violent take it by four, it says, I'm going to go do something and God's going to back me. Mm -hmm. But not if he didn't say it. If yeah. he's not the builder... That's what he's saying. If he's not the builder, yeah. you're in vanity, yeah. you're in pride, and he has no obligation, mm -hmm. yeah. no obligation to back you. Yeah, well, like one of the things the Lord kind of has shown me, like a great illustration is like, if I get like super fed up with like terrorism, you know, and I just right. get on the first plane to the Middle East and I show up on the nearest, you know, uh, army base and I'm like, all right, give me your guns, give me all this stuff. 
and I'm going to go and I'm going to take him out. I'm going to do whatever I can. Like, oh, you know, yeah. You know, that's that's very noble of you. You know, like my heart could be right in all of it, but I wasn't commissioned by the army. I wasn't commissioned yeah. by them. So they're yeah. going to laugh at me and kick me off base. Maybe yeah. arrest me, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, right. if I try to do it by force. You yeah. know, you know what I mean? Um, but there's a difference then if I'm commissioned by yes. the government yeah. and commissioned to go over there. They're supplying everything. They're doing they're they're going to supply me with the ammunition, with the weapon. They're going to supply me with with people around me that'll help make sure that I yeah. accomplish it. There's a big difference between those two. One, I'm just doing it on my own, not commissioned by anything. And I could even say, well, you know, the violent take it by force, so I'm going to go do it. You yeah. know? But if I don't have heaven backing me up in, in what, in, in not just my pursuits, but me being obedient to what God's called me to do, if I don't have heaven backing me up, I'm responsible for my own supply. I'm responsible for my own strength yes, yes. because I'm laboring in vain. But yeah. if I have heaven backing me up because I had a word on it, yeah. man, I can't fail. That's you know, right. That, That's that, right. There's no vanity in that. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. Like, and kind of what you were sharing, it just reminded me of Joshua 1, 1 9. You know, yeah. like the, we're not discrediting the word. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's by studying this word and meditating on it, do, being careful to do all that is written in it, that you'll prosper and succeed in all you do. But it also says... Abide in me. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. my words have my words abide in you. Yeah. And, and in that fellowship, you know, even in Isaiah, you hear, uh, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, yeah. walk in it. You know, yeah. like you, it's not just a, yes, well, I'm going to, you know, read this word and then just do whatever I want to do and try right. to apply this to my pursuits. It's, it's no, I'm applying this to my fellowship with God and what he's commissioned me to do. I, it, it all flows together. I can't. Yes. I can't fully apply the word without fellowship. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and many people and I myself had tried to do that, where I've tried to build my own house apart from, you know, the way Jesus did it, which was, whatever I hear my father. Yeah. Say yeah. I'm gonna say whatever I see my father do. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And um, I, I remember when I first moved here. Like, this was one of the first things you, you pointed out to me. You had, like, the, the PowerPoint, and you were, like, showing yeah, me different, different aspects of it. Yeah. And that, that changed my whole pursuit of being here. Because whenever I showed up, <laughs> whenever I showed up, I'm like, okay, I have to prove myself. You know, like, I have to prove uh, my knowledge of the Word. I have to prove that I'm worthy of being here, that I'm worthy of doing all these things that I actually wasn't equipped to do yet. You know, like, right. I, it took me some time and some humility <laughs> to, to learn that because I thought I was coming to do, you know, we had those conversations. But <laughs> so, like, when conversations would ha would happen, like, I'm th I'm so thankful that this was one of the first things you showed me. Oh, cool. Because, like, we would be having conversations or, like, people would be talking. And in me, I wanted to say something smart, you know, yeah. so that you could see how smart I was. So they like Which would have people, been the worst thing for you to do it, to it, me. Yeah, because yeah. I probably would have said something dumb. I would have said well, something Well, and even if you said something mm -hmm. smart and yeah. godly and biblical, I would have recognized that. I'm that, building my house. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would have recognized that, which yeah. would have meant uh, you, you know, you're trying to get ahead, and actually in my mind you would have gone backwards. Mm -hmm. so, and yeah. it's the same way with God. Yeah. yeah. That's why I watch people all the time. They, like, try to defend themselves, and they... They try to be something. Mm -hmm. And the issue that you're trying to be something mm -hmm. is the problem because you're not letting God, you know, promote mm -hmm. you. He's your yeah. promoter. He's the one who gives you that favor. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that and that's the issue. Like, I mean, I can talk about this subject for a long time. It's one of my favorite topics. Mm -hmm. But like like for a musician, you mm -hmm. know, 
or, or a child star. Why is it that so many child stars are either pushed around by the corporate or they completely explode at some, their life falls apart at the seams? Why is that? And the issue is, somebody, remember the word says that your, your gift will make room for you, mm-hmm. right? And so somebody can be gifted in acting or gifted in singing or something like that. Those are good examples that we can look at and, and use. And the, and the problem is the world will recognize those things, and then they, the world, out of its own love of money, wants to um, completely, um, looking for the right word here. I have several, but some of them aren't the proper words to say. But um, they, they want to pimp out the kid, you know. That, that's what they want to do. They want to pimp that talent out to the world and fill their pockets, and they'll completely wear that child out. And, and the issue is um, God's not doing that. Yeah. And the parents, not knowing how to let God build the house, will subject their children to that because the parents are greedy. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not greedy, many times they're fearful that their kid will not have what they, will, will not have what they didn't have. And so they want to, under the guise of we want to make it better for them, they completely burn out their children. And those kids are thrust into the limelight before they have the character to uphold it. And God's not in it. God's not building that house. And we'll look at it, and as the world, in a corrupted world, we celebrate that. And we celebrate those children. We celebrate those talents. And we celebrate that. But even adults, if they, even if, if they come into it as an adult, yeah. many, of the, many of the adults don't handle it well, yeah. right? And the issue is because God didn't build that. Yeah. God yeah. didn't build that. And mm-hmm. so then it breaks down or they have troubles or they become drug addicts or they have umpteen failed marriages. And it's all because they had the pressure of success before mm-hmm. they had the character of God to help mm-hmm. them uphold it. And the same thing happens in ministry. The same thing happens, you know, you can have a church that's decent size and you get somebody who gets up on the platform and they're gifted to sing and people recognize, they tell them how good they are. And you can have a preacher that preaches well and people say, you should have your own church. That's exactly the word somebody said to me. And I recognized it right at the moment. I was like, that's not God. Like, yeah, I should eventually probably have my own church, but you are saying that way out of line and saying it from a fret a fleshly mindset, and God's building is not in that, you know. And um, so if we don't recognize those things, what we're actually going to do is we'll find ourselves in a house that God didn't build. And when the shaking comes, Mm -hmm. it all crumbles down. And then then we're mad at God. Watch. We're mad at God because we think that God was in what we were doing, but he wasn't. And then we hold it against God, and we get offended with God, you know, on those things. Yeah. Can you see the, the recipe for huge mm-hmm. failure here? Because we didn't pay attention to a, a general command to everybody. Let the Lord do it. You mm-hmm. know, it's vain. It's yeah. pride. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, that, that goes really in line with the scripture that I was, that the Lord was showing me is this morning was in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Uh, Jesus said this, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. So those in the fellowship who hear the instruction that I have and acts on them, he says, uh, 
may, they may be compared to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and slammed against that house, yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them, they'll be like a foolish man who builds their house on the sand. So you, you got to remember who's building the house. You know, the Lord's going to build it on that foundation. Um, but then for this person, the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. And that's kind of what you were talking yeah. about with these child stars, right? They yeah. they didn't, like, they had a gifting, yeah. but they weren't operating on the word, and it crashed. Yeah. See, the the similarities between these two houses were the winds came, you know, yes. waves rose, yes. crashed against the house. Yeah. But one house was unaffected by it. The other one was. Yeah. And the difference was, really, whose word is is this house being built on? Yeah. You know, who, like, th- is it my That's house right. being built That's on right. what on God? Is he the one building that house yes. on the foundation of his word? Or yeah. is the house being built on the foundation of, well, this seems right. Yeah. You know, he, like, you know, he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them. So they, it's not just you know, taking words that he has said and tried, trying to apply it to your yeah, house. It's yeah. doing what he's told you to do. Yeah. And, and, um, and you can kind of see, you see very clearly here, you can hit the same obstacles and be unaffected by it if you're doing it God's way. Yeah. Well, I, I had, I, Kevin put up a, a comment that I really want to address, and I'm going to answer your comment, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to answer it for you individually and show you actually that God has shown you that. And um, I'll show that to you in a second. But um, but one of the things that you'll see is, remember where I said kind of the perfect storm of things, uh, this situation, you know, brings up. Well, one of, those, one of those places is that we actually don't trust God. We don't trust him, and we're not patient enough mm-hmm. to see those things come through. And um, so one of the things I've found in meditating on this is, that here, here's what we don't understand and we don't perceive many times when we have a problem with this teaching and when we don't see those things come to pass. Remember what the Lord spoke to me personally, and he, and he wasn't just talking to me because he's had me share it for years, is I'm looking for people who will do the right things for long periods of time. I'm looking for people who do the right things for long periods of time. And that, that comment that he made to me, you know, has shaped me over the years. And we forget that. Like, we think that instead of just, just being diligent, right, um, that our job is to do something spectacular. And we miss that it's the diligent that sets up the foundation for God to do the spectacular. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... We want to do something spectacular that God can bless. Oh, look at this. Look at this person. But God wants us to do the diligent things so that then he comes in and builds the house spectacularly. Yeah. So we flip that, right? And the issue is we don't trust him to do that. So what I found is that we get, um, we have gotten, and I've done this, golly, I've done it. I'm talking about myself, you know, and that's what I had to change is, we get this idea that it's just going to, like if, if we have building a ministry or building our life, 
in phases, like phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. We have this idea that at every major phase of our life, something magical and spectacular is going to happen yeah. at each one of those phases. And it's like we're going to become, you know, and we don't want to say this, but inside generally we kind of think this way, that people are going to ooh and ah at each one of those phases. And then each phase is going to be, you know, better and bigger and more spectacular. And it's going to be like this. Look, there's this prodigy preacher. Or there's this prodigy in their field and everybody's looking at us and like oh look at the glory of God on him like he's just beginning and then phase two is like you really get into it and then everybody's just wowed by it you know and we have this this fantasy that that's what it's going to be but if you look at the Bible that's not how it goes like you you actually see at, in the heroes of the Bible. I mean, I'm thinking about Joseph. I'm thinking about David. Uh, I'm thinking about you know uh, even Saul, King Saul. I'm, I'm uh, you look at all of these guys. You look at Peter. You look at you look at all of these guys. They were nothing, and then yeah. they were everything. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. They were nothing, and but it wasn't. It wasn't that they were an overnight success, yeah. and that's a world, a worldly, fleshly, you know, uh, corrupted mind thinking fantasy as well. That it's just like an overnight success. No, it's not an overnight success. Mm -hmm. It's each one of those guys, they actually were building character the whole time, and God was taking them into places, not to hurt them and not to do that. But he was taking them into places where if they would be obedient to God, character would be the product. Mm -hmm. And that character would be the foundation yeah. so that when they became the so-called overnight success, they wouldn't be shaken, yeah. right? And without that character, they could not reach those things. So now, so now one of the key elements that we see in God building the house is that we allow God to develop us. Yeah. And if we don't allow him, now I'm not saying it can't be quick and big. I'm yeah. saying that don't go for the quick and big, go for the yeah. diligent, yeah. right? And if we'll go for the diligent mm -hmm. in the what we would call the small thing, yeah. the big will come, right? Yeah. And so he, and I see many people, what they're really trying to do is avoid the diligence mm -hmm. and the grinding out of their character. Yeah. They're, they're seeking to avoid that, and that's really why they want the success because they're tired of not being known. They're tired of not being the success, yeah. and it's our pride that makes us want to be something sooner, mm -hmm. which is why it says vanity. Yeah. It's, it's a pride issue that's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I've been doing this for too long, right? Mm -hmm. No, it's not too long. Mm -hmm. Look at Joseph. Where was he the day before? He was at, at the top of the kingdom. Where was he? Running. Joseph. Oh, Joseph. He Joseph. was in prison. He's in yeah, prison. I was thinking David. Yeah. yeah. Where was David yeah. basically the day before he became king? In the cave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, I mean, maybe not the exact day before, yeah. but basically that's where he came from. Yeah. You know? Where was David the day before he's already anointed to be king? Like where was he? Before. Yeah, mm -hmm. where was he the day before Goliath? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, smelling like sheep. sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I love what, what Teddy uh, says. He says, he smelled like cheese and bread, taking, taking food to his brothers, serving mm-hmm. his brothers, yeah. being obe- obedient to his father's voice, mm-hmm. you know? So, and that's just it, you know? Where was Abraham before he became Abraham? In the land of Ur. And I don't know where Ur is, and I don't, I don't know, but it just doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, like, it sounds like someone like, had to think about what to call it. What are we going to call it? Ur. Uh, Ur uh, oh, go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah, good one. I like that. Thanks. So, yeah. Um, where was, you know, you see what I'm saying? So they were being diligent mm-hmm. in those moments. You know, even before Abraham had yeah. anything, he was diligent to go, go to a place that I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Right, And so God's looking for people to do the right things for long periods of time. And many times, I want you to see this, many times he is a rewarder of them that diligently Mm -hmm. seek him. He's a rewarder Mm -hmm. of them. And we must believe that. In Hebrews 11, 6, it doesn't just say that. It says in order for us to get to these places and be pleasing to God, we must believe yeah. that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is my focus ne- doesn't need to be be the spectacular. My focus needs to be on the diligent, yeah. right? Yeah. I need to diligently seek him, which mm-hmm. means I need to allow him to develop the character in me mm-hmm. uh, that other people are not willing to allow. Mm-hmm. And what that will allow me to do is when all of a sudden it looks like an overnight success, I won't crumble under the weight of the destiny that God has because I gave myself to his pruning, his molding. And uh, that doesn't mean that I won't have phases that are great. It just means don't chase that. You know, don't chase those things. Mm -hmm. Um, You give yourself to diligence. You give yourself. And so what I found is that most people go after that. And the Lord talked to me about this And when we had that conversation. I said, people always want to show something for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so the issue is, instead of being um, focused on the foundation, they Mm -hmm. focus on taking the walls up out of the ground, Mm -hmm. right? And so, because they want people to see that there's something that they built. But we're not supposed to build it. See, that's pride. I want somebody, and I felt that as a young minister. I'm like, I don't feel like we have a church that everybody sees as successful. But today, I think they see it as successful. We have people all over the world. I think we have people in different countries that think that Boomerang has like 10,000 people in it. You know, I really believe they think that. You know, that's not the case. You know, that's not the case. But, but part of what they, what they see is they'll see an anointing come on because of diligence, and they'll think, how can this person with this level of anointing not have 10,000 people that are, that are doing that? But the issue is people can you know, deny the anointing all day long. They did it in Jesus. They'll do it in you and me and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so just because you have an anointing doesn't mean that you're going to have those huge numbers. We should believe God for increase, obviously. Um, you know, was it Proverbs fourteen twenty eight that says in a multitude of people is a king's glory? Well, mm-hmm. I can't read that and not believe God for increase in numbers. Yeah. But the issue is, the issue is I don't go after it just for the spectacular. Mm-hmm. And what I've found is God will tell us an instruction. Go plant yourself in this house. Go serve this vision. 
go, um, go be a part of this. And then here's, here's another place where we miss it. And we start trying to build it our way yeah. is Colossians 3.23, where he says, do everything as unto the Lord. And so we'll be in a house, but we're not 100% there serving the vision. We're always mm-hmm. thinking, what are we going to be in the future? What's my destiny? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is this? You know, what am I going to be? How are people going to look at me? And we're constantly thinking about that, which means we've got a percentage of us that's always in the future and never in the now, yeah. right? And so I'm not, I'm not doing everything as unto the Lord, because if I was doing everything as unto the Lord, mm-hmm. then I would be 100% in my vision now, yeah. in, in the place where God planted me, not thinking about what my resume will look like later, not thinking about what ministry. So how that looked for me was years ago, I, I mean, early on, I had vision, and I would say from God, of having a very large ministry. Uh, I think he calls a lot of people to that. But I think very few choose the path that it takes to get those things done. And so one of the things that I told the Lord early on is, Lord, I do not want to get to heaven and find out and hear from you, son, you did pretty good. And not hear from you, you did awesome and exactly what I wanted you to do. I don't want to, and I said this to the Lord, I said, I don't want to get to heaven and say, Son, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, you did about 50% of what I called you to do. Like I said, Lord, help me do it all. Help me get it all accomplished yeah. that you've called me to do. Don't, I don't want anything left on the table because I don't want to dishonor you with 50% of your calling. Yeah. And I know, and, and I said that with this understanding. I know that what I'm asking you may take longer of a foundational time Mm -hmm. where it's not seen what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I know that my pride's not going to like that. I know that my flesh is not going to like that. But I I lay my flesh on the altar right now, and I give myself to your diligence. Lord, build the house. And I will tell you, we went through years of just, like, pain to our flesh mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like, it didn't feel, it wasn't true, but it didn't feel like we were doing anything. And um, we were, we were working hard. We were doing plenty. We were growing in character, but it didn't feel that way. Yeah. It didn't feel that way. And, um, but that's pride. It, for me to go off of feelings and go off of how I feel and what I think versus what God thinks, that's pride and that's arrogance. And so I said, I'll put that down because I want to see 100% of what you want done. And I understand that may take me longer, and I'm willing to pay that price, whatever it takes. And what the Lord said is, I'm looking for people that will do the right things for long periods of time. I went, I hear you. I hear you. I see see where you're taking me. And, um, And, of course, like even in Boomerang, like it took us eight years to really have a good vision for what we were called to do. Like, I, if you'd asked me, what's your vision before year nine or year eight, year eight, mm-hmm. I would have told you something, but it probably would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have given you an answer. Mm-hmm. I would have given you the best answer that I could, mm-hmm. but I really, truly didn't have it developed till that year, and that's yeah. when I heard from the Lord on it, and mm-hmm. I was seeking him the whole time, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. I couldn't hear his vision until I developed more. Yeah. from diligence. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times 
people's destiny, like what you were asking, Kevin, is not wrapped up in figuring out what the end is going to look like or what it is. Or you, And here's what people don't realize. When you are diligent in the small, you are fulfilling your destiny. Yeah. Put that in the comments. When you are diligent to the small, you are fulfilling your destiny. And people don't want to hear that because it doesn't, they can't see it, Mm -hmm. they can't feel it. But what, think about this if God's told me what to do in the small and to plant myself in a vision, which He's told every person to do, to plant themselves in a local body of believers, no matter who you are, no matter what ministry size you have, every person. He's commanded to not forsake the assembly, and he's shown us the way of having, you know, the fivefold ministry in our life, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in Ephesians 4, and that means that those ministry gifts are involved in our lives intimately, okay? Mm -hmm. So if I don't have an ongoing intimate fellowship with a pastor, with an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, all of those in my life, on some way, I'm not being obedient to God. So here's the thing is when we're not being diligent on those things and planning ourselves in those areas, then what we're actually saying is, Lord, I know you've told me to do this, but I don't trust that to bring about mm-hmm. my destiny. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. And that, in other words, I don't trust you, I trust me. And so I'm now going to go to try to make this happen, and it's straight pride, and that's the vanity it's talking about. Yeah, well, you know, even thinking about that verse in Matthew chapter 7, you know, the, uh, those who hear my word and does them, they're like the man who builds yes. a house yes. on the rock. Yes, You know, and, and honestly, like, thinking about that, whenever I saw uh, Kevin comment, I thought, I thought that that's what he did. He was getting ready to go plant. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he said, Kevin, you said, you know, I was on my way to Vermont to plant a church, and yes. not at the word of God, but then the word of God came to him, go to Boomerang, yeah, drive right. to Boomerang, and then he came to Boomerang. Yes. That's the word that, he, that's, that, he, that's exactly that God it. told him to do. Yeah. You know, Kevin, that's the word that God gave you. So, like, I just saw, he said, where's the starting line? That was the starting line. That was yeah, a starting yeah. line. That, that was a marker line of yeah. what God's doing. And, yeah. and the verse that... that yeah, that, the starting line was that word. Yeah, go to Boomerang. Yeah. And, and yeah. he was obedient, which means yeah. the foundation is on the rock. It's and not he, on the stone. And he's already told me, mm-hmm. Kevin specifically, he's already told me, the Lord said specifically to me, mm-hmm. specifically to serve you, Pastor. I am mm-hmm. here to serve you. That's another marker in the race mm-hmm. for you directly. Yeah. And, and there's more in that. The Lord's already shown me more for you in that that I will give to you. But now watch this. I can't advance, like with Kevin, a great example, but and but it goes with anybody. I, as a pastor, can't <laughs> advance him down that road until he is 100% mm-hmm. given to the vision of today yeah. mm-hmm. and not the vision of tomorrow. And so, and you've stepped through that and, yeah. and you're stepping more and more towards that every day, in my yeah. opinion. But if you keep looking off into tomorrow, if any of us keep looking off into tomorrow and focusing on what we don't have, that is a lack of faith in what God's told us to to have today. Mm -hmm. And it's not doing everything as unto the Lord. And I've done that. I've done that. I don't want to tell you how many times, you know, and how much. Like, I'm I'm growing in that myself. 
And uh, and it was interesting that you said that before I shared the verse that the Lord showed me next. Oh, really? The next verse is um, Hebrews six twelve. Yeah. That you will not be sluggish. A lot of times, yes. When it when it comes to the Lord building the house, sometimes we can feel like it's taking time, and we feel like we're not accomplishing much. But this is what, but he's saying this is what not being sluggish looks like. But imitate those who through faith and patience have inherited Amen. The, the promises of yeah. God. So look at those who didn't just build it up fast, yeah. but who through faith that even and when patience. Yeah, that even when it didn't look like yeah. there there was much to be seen in the natural. No. Yeah. They had faith that God's doing it, that God's building the house, and patience to let God do his work in them. Yeah. They're the ones that inherited the promise. And yeah. and with, with boomerang it like itself like there are steps that we can take to build numbers. Yeah. We could we could put put uh, Krispy Kreme donuts out every Sunday. Yeah. We could we could hire marketing companies to promote us. We can put billboards up. And yeah. Having having numbers is not the problem. Yeah. Like like we could we could turn numbers mm-hmm. starting this week. Yeah. You, by we doing can, it worldly. We can yeah. have hour and a half services. Yeah. You know, like we can or cater to forty nine minutes. Forty nine minute services. <laughs> cater, like Dr. Rodney says, like yeah. uh, drive through services, yeah, you yeah. know, in and out. Uh, but uh, like, w- there's things that we could do to get numbers, but that's that's not going to stand. Well, that's not. It's not biblical. It's not. No. It's not God building the house. That yeah. would be worldly principles mm-hmm. building it. Yeah, and I could say, well, you know, in the multitude of people is the king's domain, and I can apply a Bible verse to great, that and say, well, that justifies what I'm doing, but if it's not at the leading of the Lord, if I'm not doing what God yeah. specifically instructed me to do, then it's vanity. That would cross, and that's the issue is, that would actually cross, you can take that one Bible verse and say mm-hmm. that it's biblical, and it is biblical to have a multitude of people, mm-hmm. but it's not biblical to raise up a multitude of people that are weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're designed to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might to rise up to the fullness <laughs> yeah. of the stature of God yeah. to teach them to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, how is somebody who can't wait to get out of an hour-long service helping them to be more patient? Mm-hmm. Like that's not raising up. So in other words, yeah. you're saying that one thing is godly, but it wasn't actually God building the house because you're you're jumping over a whole lot of other issues in that moment. You yeah. know, And so... It's very important for us to see that and to just give ourselves the diligence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, Brother uh, David Hogan one time, he said, he made this statement, I understood what he meant. And some people have a problem with this because they, they're, they would say that what they're doing is they're believing in faith for really big things right now. They're not waiting forever for that. And I understand what they're saying as well. But I understood what he was saying. There's a balance between the both of these. And uh, he said, take the long road. It's well-traveled, you know, by by godly people. You know, by, by, how did he say it? I've got it written down somewhere. But he says, take the long road. It's uh, well-traveled by people with character and godly people. And uh, that was the gist of it. And in other words, don't just take the shortcut because it presents itself. Sometimes yeah. the shortcut, even though it's got a God-sized sign in front of it, God didn't put up the sign. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so you'll see preachers do that. I had an opportunity to do that. When I was young and a young minister, uh, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. I had longed to minister and be a minister since I was nine years old. 
And then all of a sudden I got uh, up in my 20s and Nicole and I were married and the anointing and the gifting was starting to come on me. And, you know, and it was showing I was hungry. I would say an average heavenly hunger, but it, it stuck out because other people weren't. And, you know, I've always had people that said, well, you ought to be a pastor. You ought to be a pastor. And we have this society that shoehorns people into being mm-hmm. pa- a pastor if they have any desire whatsoever. And, um, you know, so then, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's unfair for a minister, you know, to say without any explanation, just go and do something. Like, I don't, you know, that to me crosses the leading of God and the building of the house. Yeah. You know, I, I think that if a minister says that, I understand what they're saying, but if you say that, you need to, you need to make sure that you explain, yeah. go at the leading of God, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, for example, like Dr. Rodney. Dr. Rodney will tell people, just go and do something. But if you'll listen to what he also says, he says it all the time, is he says, hear from the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and do what he says. Yeah. So he's always saying that, mm-hmm. but what if somebody wants to be the builder of their own house, all they'll hear is just go do something. Yeah. So that And that's a character issue on their part to not yeah. listen to the full counsel mm-hmm. of that. You know, you have to hear both sides of that. So, you know, one of the <laughs> things, one of the things that we have to do is make sure that the Lord is speaking those things. And yeah. so here I was, and I'm young. I'm, you know, people are recognizing a gifting and a calling, and there's a church that we're going to that the pastor is leaving. And multiple people, like multiple people and leaders in that church came to me and said, you ought to just take this church. You ought to just take this church. And, and I'm going to tell you, my flesh went, yes. I should do that. I want to do that. I've been wanting to minister since I was a kid, you know, and I could be a pastor. But my spirit said, I'm not telling you to do this. This is people's logic that's telling you to do this. This is people seeing, you know, the giftings and the callings. And so it was a temptation and yeah. it was a shortcut <coughs> to what we have today. Mm-hmm. But it was not God, yeah. even though it looked like God. You know, I could say, "Well, I'm serving these people, and they're like sheep without a shepherd." Yeah. And mm. you know, I, there's so many scriptures yeah. that I could use to justify yeah. it. But here's what I didn't have: the intimate fellowship with God and a word from God through the Holy Spirit to my spirit, saying, "Yes, I want you to pastor mm. this." And so I, I just declined. And I told everyone that said that, I said, "Well, the Lord's going to have to tell me that, or else I am not doing mm. it." Yeah. And I was, and I look back on that moment now, and I'm like, praise the <laughs> Lord, because what I didn't know then, I didn't know. But mm-hmm. going on down the road, I found out there was a whole lot I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And if I would have taken that, I would have hurt people. I would have been hurt mm-hmm. because I didn't know things that I needed to know, and I found out later on. Mm-hmm. And we, we opened Boomerang just at the right time, right yeah. when the Lord said it. We were obedient to God on that and have salt to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, but a lot of people, because they have this idea of how the house builds, then they'll come, and we had people through the years, they'd look at us and they're like, why is it not growing? Because we're in development. Yeah. 
We're in development. Yeah. Well, I just and they don't. They wouldn't have no patience to hang around with that. Like they yeah. wanted right now, instant. What mm -hmm. what in business is called instant gratification, mm -hmm. because this world, not God, yeah. this world has taught us to be fulfilled by instant gratification yeah. instead of delayed promotion yeah. and favor by God if yeah. it takes it. Yeah. Well, and you look at even the devil can open doors. You know? Yes. If yeah. I like, because the devil knows. You know, like if, if the Lord gives us a word and, and if we talk about our destiny, the devil knows it. And if he can yeah, open up a door yeah. for us to try to skip, you know, yeah. the, all the character development. He tried to do yeah. that with Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus was called to inherit everything, you know. Yeah. And what did the devil do? He led him up and said, hey, if you just bow down and worship me, all this will be yours. Yeah. He was trying yeah. to get him to skip to the end. Yeah. You know, and obviously, well, praise God, Jesus didn't, you know, he, he wasn't yeah. dumb to fall for that. But how many people, you know, the, the devil will open a door. Man, I'm believing yeah. for a ministry, you know, or I'm believing to, to increase. And then the devil will be like, oh, look, I'll, I'll have this church call you yeah. and give and offer you a job. Or I'll, I'll have this, I'll, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'll have people come to you and say, you should take over this church, you know. Yeah. Um, like, he'll give you opportunities to skip over. But if, if we let our bias get in the way or just a desire to skip, just I just want to jump to the end, yeah. you know. I just want to jump to the good part. You know, let's skip to the good yeah. part, you know, yeah. like. We just want to skip all of that, that stuff. All of a sudden, we're building it ourselves. We're setting ourselves up for failure mm -hmm. and hurting other people. Yeah. And isn't, okay, and isn't the whole point of doing ministry and being an ambassador in this earth, isn't the whole point of it to serve people? Mm -hmm. So if I skip those pieces yeah. and I'm going to hurt people because I skipped them, mm -hmm then I'm defeating the whole point of ministry. Yeah. So it pays to be patient mm -hmm. and diligent and yeah. do this right, yeah. you know? Um, and, and think about this too. Like, godly men miss it. Because some people be like, well, you know, this great world-renowned preacher prophesied to me. Well, Peter was a great world-renowned preacher. And he even got commended by Jesus. Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but the Spirit, but the Father who is in heaven. And just two verses later, three verses later, mm -hmm. get behind me, devil, talking mm -hmm. to Peter. Yeah. <laughs> get behind me, Satan, mm -hmm. right? This great revelation that he had, and just in a heartbeat, mm -hmm. he completely misses it and speaks for the devil. Mm -hmm. Speaks for the devil. So this is why we don't just jump into things. You know, this is why, you know, it's you want to find somebody who doesn't just throw words around, you know. I, I like, for example, Barrett, you know, I, I told uh, Barrett early on, I said, listen. And I, I, said, I said, listen, I'm not going to tell you and put you in a position until God says it. But you'll know this, that when God says it, I heard from him, you know. And, and what have you seen? You know, have you seen me, have you seen me fulfill that? You know, not, not sit there. I'm not just throwing out, you know, you know, pastors and prophets and evangelists, you know, like, yeah. and you're a prophet and you're an evangelist and you're an apostle. Everybody's an apostle today, you know, like that's not how that worked. Yeah. And it should never work that yeah. way. Um, I'm not throwing titles around mm -hmm. like that. Because that's not how the kingdom works at all. And so, but here's what you, you want to, the reason I say that is 
You want to find men and women of God that understand that mm -hmm. so that when they do release that, there it is backed by an anointing. It's yeah. not just a flippant, well, I've seen you work hard for years, and I yeah. just feel like you deserve you know, a pat yeah. on the back, right? Yeah. That's, that's fleshly. That's mm -hmm. vanity in yeah. that way. No, that you do it because God said to do it, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, that, that's good for not just ministry, but for business yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. Like, you don't, like, I, yeah. I know right now, like, a lot of people are hiring and doing all these things, but you don't just want people to no. fill spots. You want the right people. You want that's the people right. that God has sent there. So, like, you might have an, like, even. And well, God will show you. Yeah, and God, yeah. God will give you wisdom. Like, yeah. even, in, like, in ministry, like, let's say, like, I remember at my previous church, you know, um, I needed youth leaders. And um, I, I just wanted, would take anybody, you know? That was the dumbest thing I ever did. Like, there was one guy who came to me. There was one guy who came to me. Here, here, here's the thing. He was an evangelist. You know, like, he was really? a minister. Yeah. Like, he was very, very well equipped. And, as like, he came to me and he was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to, you know, to help out. You know, I like what you're doing and stuff like that. And I, and I talked to him. I was like, do you believe that, like, this is Holy Ghost because before I even recognized the yeah, importance of that, I was yeah. like, do, do you believe the Lord's leading you to do this? He said, I'm not sure yet. I was like, okay, well, let's do it. <laughs> you know, like I, did, I didn't say yeah. it at that point, but like, but I was like, okay, you know, like <laughs> I, I was like, well, we'll just keep talking and you yeah. know, seeing and stuff like that. But I'm like, he's an evangelist, you know, he's, yeah. he's a minister. This will be great. Surely he's qualified. Mm -hmm. Like he was, he was, <laughs> he showed up like the first week that he was going to serve. He was there for an hour freaked out and left and never came back i was like okay like he just got nervous you know he didn't feel qualified left and he was like I, i'm not going to do that again like what in the world just happened <laughs> you know like like i was like i thought like if anyone was qualified it would be this minister you know yeah uh, to be to be a youth leader but but then the wow. lord reminded me of that question that i asked him that the lord had me ask him do you believe that you were that that yeah. you're supposed to do this and he said I, i'm not sure which helped me recognize I need to start being more intentional with making yeah. sure that the yeah. Lord's leading this. Not just, well, I, I just need yeah. people. And that, that, that's, yeah. that's one thing that, that's sunk or, or even caused a lot of division just in ministries or in businesses or stuff yeah. like that is people just looking for people, yeah. not, not who... Well, and then if you have that. people that are actually qualified and mm -hmm. you tell them no, mm -hmm. then they're like, how dare you <laughs> tell me no? I am, I am an evangelist. I am qualified. Mm -hmm. Like... Well, not according to the leading of God, you're not. Yeah, and that's what matters the most. Like, yeah. and I'm okay to say that. You yeah. know, I've I've ticked off multiple ministers. They're <laughs> like, you know, how dare you, you small town pastor, don't have me in to preach and minister because God didn't say so right now at this time. Yeah, you might bring something that my body that I'm leading is not ready for, yeah. mm -hmm. and they can't take it right now. Yeah. I don't know all those details. Mm -hmm. That's why I need the wisdom of the Lord. I need yeah. God to build the house, mm -hmm. not big names. Yeah. And not my thinking, not my mm -hmm. logic. It's and but see, the issue is I I trust his leading in our fellowship to show me those things. So I'm so solid on that yeah. in terms of how I trust that. Mm -hmm. Right? And what you find, what you run up against is that other people don't trust it like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And they don't understand that mm -hmm. because it's not real to them. That fellowship's not real. That leading's not mm -hmm. real to them. That's not how they've been taught to do ministry. 
They've been taught just go do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you feel like doing, just go do that. And yeah. God will bless it and God will back it. That is unbiblical. That is not true. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it, goes, it goes back to that. I'm jumping into the Middle East and trying to do it myself. God's yeah, not, yeah, God's that was a great happen. example. Yeah, if yeah. you tried to get onto a military base and go get a gun mm-hmm. and go get, they You'll would get shoot shot. you. Yeah, they would shoot you. Well, because, and yeah, that's what Paul says. What what yeah. uh, what man goes, what soldier yeah. goes out to war at his own expense? He doesn't. Exactly. But, but he has yeah. to be backed by the yeah. one who's commissioned. So if we go out and we're trying, we're we're creating our own kind of spiritual battle that we're mm-hmm. going after to accomplish and everything, then we have to support everything. Yeah. I don't want to support everything. That would stink. Yeah. You know, yeah. my, my vision's too big. I'd, I'd have to work the whole time just to support it. You see yeah. what I mean? So mm-hmm. why would I do that? But one last point on this, I think, and we brought it out and, you know, we were talking the other, how to walk in complete peace mm-hmm. and confidence. We yeah. talked about that last week. Uh, if you didn't see that, definitely, definitely see that. And one of one of the things is I've not been able to keep up with all the comments. So whatever's there, <laughs> yeah, you I, got them. Okay, yeah, all right. So yeah, there is one, there is one question that. Oh, we, hey, Jew and Greek, good hey. to see you. We love you. And um, so one of the things that we were talking about in that was the two things to walk in complete confidence was number one, fellowship, which comes through our righteousness. Mm-hmm. So when we are given rights and righteousness and. Romans 10, you know, 9 and 10, Mm -hmm. that opened up the ability to have fellowship with God. And in that fellowship, you saw one Mm -hmm. of the things we were talking about was Jesus, that he he actually never did anything but what he saw the Father do, and he never said anything but what he heard the Father say. But when you look at those scriptures, not only did he see what to do, but he saw how to do it, Mm -hmm. how to speak, what to say. In other words, he saw intimate and nitty-gritty details about that. That is a pattern that we're supposed to have. In other words, it's not just a a scattershot where just head this direction all the time. God actually longs, I mean, sometimes he'll say that, just head that direction. But in a lot of instances, he will give us details about that, and that's how he longs to communicate to us, how he longs for us to be in fellowship. And so for us to just kind of scattershot ourselves in a direction and then and think, well, God's going to back whatever I do, mm-hmm. that is missing out on all these promises yeah. in the word of how he wants to be intimately involved. Yeah. He cares about that. He, yeah. he has details. You mm-hmm. know, There's times where he'll say, you, know, you choose. Yeah. You can choose either one. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? There's yeah. times where he will do that. I've had him do that to me multiple times. And then there's times where he'll say, just go that direction. And then there's times when he'll say, go exactly 39.3 degrees, go 200 meters this way, turn 100 meters to the right, and then when you turn, have a smile on your face and the skip in your step, you know, and he'll give you all these details. And it's like, okay, like that was different. So God uses the metric system. Apparently. I mean, it just came out of my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know. I noticed that too. <laughs> so I think that's because the other day when we were driving, for some reason, Waze on my phone it's automatically turned to metric, metric system. system. That's like it's never been like I didn't make any changes. What in the world? Like yeah. is Waze glitching? You know, are they trying to? Are, are you trying to pro- socially program the whole world into the metric system ways? Like, I reject your metric system, and I take the imperial system. <laughs> but anyway. Um, well, we had a question, but did you have more? 
Thank no, you. just questions is good. <laughs> I, I could talk on this for a long, long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, Marky yeah. said, uh, what does it mean when someone says that someone has a great calling if we're all called? Why does it appear that some are innately born with bigger callings than others? Well, every calling for each person is great. Mm -hmm. You know, I can say that in a word. Many times the Lord will have me say that so that that person will recognize that their calling is great. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. In other words, our corruption always wants to put things on a, on a curve and scale things, yeah. the corrupted thinking of the flesh. It always wants to put things, well, theirs is greater than mine. I want to be greater than them. You know, yeah. we always want to do that. Mm -hmm. Your calling from God is the perfect one for you, and it is great. the greatest for you. And it, all of them are great. Yeah. So, yeah, that helped. <laughs> Good. So, but there's, you know, there's people will read into that, but they read into it from a corrupted mindset. Like, you know, if my calling, in other words, years ago, and this still building the house, the Lord asked me this question. He said, he said, if all you did for the rest of your life was uh, maintain Boomerang Church at the level it is today, would you be okay with that? And I was thinking in the flesh. I was like, no, no, I would not. And and I got what he was saying. He wasn't he wasn't asking me if I was going to be in faith for it to grow. That's not what he was asking. He was asking if all I ever saw was that, would I be satisfied serving? what looked small to my fleshly mind. Because you don't know what you're serving. What if God ran through 20 Billy Grahams through that little small ministry, right? Yeah. You don't know what you're called to do. What mm -hmm. if, you know, would that, if, if all of a sudden we get in heaven and we found out that there were 20 Billy Grahams that ran through a ministry, would you consider that a small ministry or a big one? A big one, but that's all a matter of perspective, mm -hmm. right? So, a lot of times, God can see those things we can't see. Mm -hmm. And what if, all right, what if, what if we didn't, it wasn't 20 Billy Grahams, but it was 10 people that would lead Sunday school that would have, you know, two Billy Grahams in each one of their classes. Mm -hmm. Is there any difference between the two? Well, I didn't know them directly. I didn't actually raise a Billy Graham, but I taught the Sunday school teachers that taught him. Is there any difference there? Each, each person has to run their race. Which one is a lesser calling? Neither one of them. You know, you have to, you have to let, see, that's the details that we don't know. We see through a glass darkly, but God knows all of that. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to trust him. See, the issue is trust. We've been talking a lot about trust the last few weeks. We've got to trust him. And many times the issue is it's not that we don't trust God. We don't trust ourselves. We don't trust ourselves in that fellowship and relationship, and that's where we have to lean on his mercy and his grace to help us. Yeah. Was there any more? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Jew in Greek says, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. All callings are equally important to God. Sometimes what we see is wood, hay, and stubble to, uh, to God. That's right. And sometimes what, what we see means nothing to God, but sometimes what God sees means nothing to us, right? And that's where we have to allow the flesh to be crucified and put down, submit the flesh and its thinking, its corrupted thinking, 
and receive the word of God yeah. regardless of how we feel about it, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's whose kingdom's first. Is right. it his kingdom first or is it my kingdom yeah. first? And so one of the things that's really served me well is I just from the get-go just decided years and years ago that whatever Brian, the flesh man, thinks or even Brian who thinks he's thinking spiritually, right? Yeah. How many times have I thought I was thinking spiritually, but then I find out it was actually very corrupted with fleshly thinking? So is that a potential? Yes, absolutely. The Bible basically says in 1 John 1, you know, if you think you have no sin, you deceive yourself. And what that's basically saying is, it's talking about the flesh, man. If you think that your flesh has no potential to corrupt your thinking, you're already deceived. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you've already been deceived. So we all carry with us, until we receive a glorified body, we carry the potential of that in us. That doesn't mean that it'll rule, doesn't mean it has any right to reign. Our job is to recognize it and to submit it. But the issue is, do we all recognize it at the level that we're at? Do you, in other words, if you did recognize it, you would have all of the wisdom of God concerning your flesh, and you would probably know most of the scriptures as well and the revelatory pieces of it, and I don't know anybody that knows that stuff. So maybe doing great, you know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't know all that stuff. So for me to say that I have absolutely arrived at the wisdom that I need is very prideful, and I need to recognize that that's not the case. And so I just decided years ago, with that understanding and that thinking, I decided years ago, I'm just going to throw away what I think, and I'm just going to listen to what God thinks. I'm going to let him speak by the Spirit to my heart. And even if I'm feeling 100%, we should go this way. But in my spirit, man, the Holy Ghost says, go that way. I'm going to go that way because I've learned not, not only through trust in the Word and faith in God's Word, I've, but I've learned also by experience that if I trust my flesh over what the Spirit's saying, it never pays. It never pays. It always is an opportunity to increase if I listen to the Spirit. So I don't pretend like I know things. You know, I don't. If the word says it, absolutely, I can know that, and I can I can speak absolutely on what the word says, absolutely. But if it doesn't speak it absolutely, then I don't need to speak absolutely about it. Yeah. And I don't need to believe that way. Um, I need to leave myself open to instruction, you know, correction and redirection. Right. Um, I need to leave myself open to that. That's what humility does. But when I set myself hard in one direction, like, like God said it, here's the thing. Did God say it? Are you 100% sure that God said it? You know, and, well, aren't we to be led by that? Yes, we are. But the issue is, do you have the ability to think something as God when it wasn't actually God? Every one of us have that ability. Mm -hmm. And so I yield. That's why I yield not just to instruction, mm -hmm. but to correction and redirection because maybe I missed the instruction and now he needs to correct that or tweak that a little bit. So if I just stay in the place of humility in my fellowship and walk with him, he is graceful and merciful and just to help me see that. And even if I miss it completely, he'll help me and give me mercy to help fix why did I miss that. You know, one of the major times I missed it and I was biased and he really helped me to fix that. Learn, he taught me how to not be biased. And so by not being biased, now I'm seeking him with all of my heart. He could be found by me, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm not seeking him with all my heart, I have a bias in there. I'm not going to find him. 
Mm-hmm. At least not find them 100%. So his promise is that if I'll seek them with all my heart, with no bias, I'll find them, right? And so I'll find him. I'll find out what to do. I've got to yield to him 100%. And so what if I'm trying to do that, but I just don't? But then I hear an instruction. Well, is it the Lord or not? That's where I need to stay in that humility because if it wasn't, he'll show me. If it was, he'll continue to confirm it. Yeah. Right? So we learn to trust that leading and we learn to trust that relationship. So, amen. This is a good, there's a lot of nuggets in here today. So I enjoyed it. And did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. Did y'all enjoy it? <laughs> uh, Praise God. Abigail, I like your comment. Going back, she says, I reject your metric system. <laughs> <laughs> well, lead us out. Pray over the people and, um, you know, lead into the uh, sowing. Yes, sir. So go ahead. All right. Well, uh, guys, right now, we just want to pray for all of you guys. We, yeah. we want to believe with God um, that, number one, your fellowship increases with yes. the Lord. Yeah. That your ability to hear his voice as you humble yourself to his ways and say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. You know, let, yeah. as you humble yourselves to, to his ways, we're going to believe that God will be, that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, will reveal truth to you, will, and he will disclose what's of Jesus, you yeah. know, dis- disclose that to you, you know, give, give you wisdom on, on what to do next or, you know, what to continue doing. You yeah. know, uh, we're, yeah. we're going to believe that God's going to give you that. Um, but it all, all boils down to fellowship. You yes. Know? Yeah. None of, you can't, the Lord cannot build your house if you don't have fellowship with him. No. You know, it, it's, it, you can't do that. So first, what I want to do is I want to pray for anyone who wants to just renew and restore that fellowship with the Lord. Um, and, and, and I want you to pray think, with me. Think about building a yeah. house, but never yeah. actually having communication with the architect and mm-hmm. the, and the carpenter. Yeah. Right. God's both of those things. Mm-hmm. And so in other words, I want you to build a house, but you never actually talk to him. Right. Yeah. First of all, you're sure. not going to be there where yeah. the house is being built. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We need that fellowship. Yeah. So uh, what I want you to do, if you're if you're believing, and if you just anyone watching, you know, just I want to renew that fellowship. Yeah. I want to strengthen that. I want you to pray this with your heart, and I want you to pray it out loud because the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God yeah. raised Him from the dead, there's a confession that needs to be yeah. made. So I want you to say this with me out loud. Just pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus, today, today, I make you the Lord of my life. I make you the Lord of my life. You call the shots. You call the shots. And I'll be obedient. And I'll be obedient. You build the house. You build the house. And I'll surrender to you. And I'll surrender to you. I believe. I believe. That you died for me. That you died for me. And on the third day. And on the third day. You rose again. You rose again. To give me life. To give me life. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. And I will follow you. And I'll follow you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And now just let me pray for you. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that your word is true. God, that your word says you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. God, I pray, Lord, that uh, as people humble themselves to you, as anyone within the sound of my voice humbles themselves to your ways, seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Father, I thank you that all these things will be added unto them. I thank you, Lord, that their fellowship increases today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that their ability to hear your voice increases today. Father, right now, we just put faith that, God, that your word says that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God and he'll give it to you. Father, right now, we just ask you, Lord, to give us wisdom to open our eyes, 
God, give, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. God, let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened so that we can know what is the hope yes. of your calling. And God, we believe, God, for that, that enlightening to be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. I thank you, Lord, that it's manifesting and you're doing it, God, in the lives of those who are giving themselves solely and wholly to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory amen. to God. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, and guys, we want to let you know that we show this broadcast into you, but as a part of letting God build your house, it's doing it his way. Yeah. And when it comes to, to, you know, to sowing, what we're doing is we're, That's, we're letting the Lord exactly right. build yeah. our house. We're yeah. letting him build our storehouse. You yeah. know, we're letting him build us financially. And, and we sowing, sowing and reaping that system mm -hmm. is God's design mm -hmm. to give us the ingredients to build the house. That's yeah. God's plan. And mm -hmm. so to actually ignore sowing and reaping and partnership yeah. is to ignore how God builds the house. It's mm -hmm. a part of it. So yeah. you're, that's a great point. Yeah. Well, yeah. what just came to me, I, I'm probably going to butcher the quote, but in, I think it's in Proverbs when it talks about like who, like who builds a house without even examining the cost of it yeah you know, or yeah. buys a field or something like that yeah you know who like, builds a tower yeah, yeah. so who so, goes to war without counting the cost mm -hmm. yeah. so so when it comes to the lord building the house yeah there, there's a cost to building that house you yeah know? and we and yeah. we need to take that into account how are we going to find put ourselves in the position to allow the lord to build the house by sowing and reaping yes that, that that's where it takes place and so we want to give you an opportunity to sow into that, into this word, to sow into what the Lord's doing in your life. And the beauty of this is, as I'm sowing into the kingdom, it's not me making a payment, you know, so yeah. that so that God will supply everything. It's, no, I'm just doing what God told me to do. Yeah. I'm yeah. submitting myself to, to his building. And as I do that, just like Paul said to the Philippian church when he said, no one partnered with me in the manner of giving, receiving, but you only. And then he yeah. goes on to say, to this church, he didn't say this to any other church, but the one he, he mentioned, you're the ones that, yeah. that partnered with me in sowing and reaping. He yeah. said in Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need yes. according to his riches and glory. That yeah. you ha And according to his riches and glory, not according to my needs. So yes. when you're partnering today, what you're doing is you're ensuring all your needs are supplied as the Lord's yeah. building, as yeah. the Lord's doing the work. It's, it's all going to work out. A Amen. As you're hearing his voice and doing what he tells you to do. Yeah. So if the Lord is telling you specifically, I want you to sow this amount, sow that amount, no more, no less. Yeah. Because he's building the house. Yeah. And he's the source, he gets the glory. So we're going to pray for every seed that's sown today and uh, and believe that God's word wor is working. It, Amen. Know? Amen. Glory to God. So Father, right now, everything yeah. that anybody is giving Thank and you. sowing, Lord, let it be blessed. Yeah. Pressed down, shaken yeah. together, running over in Thank their you. lives now, yeah. and as they sowed that seed, Lord, bring about the supply, the increase, the yes. multiplied increase into their lives to build the house yes. that you have envisioned, Lord, to build the house and the destiny that you have envisioned. Yes, bring those supplies and that harvest about yes. now in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. Good one. Yeah. Thank you for being here. I love yeah. you. And uh, thank y'all for being here. We love you. Yeah. You are our family. We look forward to yeah. seeing you. And we do this for you. We do it for the Lord and we do it for you. We love that. Yeah. And it blesses us when you're here with us as well. 
Uh, like and subscribe, share the broadcast, help us get to a thousand. Let's put faith on that. Let's put yeah. action on that. Help us get to a thousand subscribers so we can get this word out yeah. to more people around the world and yeah. see the glory of God and the blessing of God come into their life. Yeah. The Lord building their house and yeah. their destiny. And we love you. I wanted to tell you this. That quote was, uh, David Hogan, uh, take the long road. It's well-traveled by quality people. That's what he said. So yeah. take the long road. It's well-traveled by quality people. And uh, so we love you. We'll see you tomorrow and 1130 Lunch Plus. Have a great, great day. Here's Abigail to take, every, take it out. Oh, I'm on Marquis. Just <laughs> Hey guys, I was plugged into the wrong cord. I'm Marquis today, apparently. Guys, we have a few announcements for you that we want to let you know about. Lead 22 is coming up next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It is a phenomenal leadership conference. If you are alive and a human being, congratulations. You are a leader. No matter whether you are, you know, a boss man, a pastor, you know, a boss man. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. It just came out. Um, no matter who you are, you are called to lead in some area or another. You need to get here. It is going to be great. You will see us there, and we want to see you. So get excited for that. It's next week, guys. Get pumped. And then also coming up right after that, there is seriously just Sunday in between it, will be Kickstart 22. We are so super duper excited. As the days get closer, we keep getting more and more excited. It, like, I know I say this, but life-changing is not an understatement for this. Kickstart 2022 will be life-changing for you and we don't want you to miss out on it. So if you can get here, get here and make sure that you register at bclife slash ks or bclife.org slash ks. That'll work a little bit better. And you can go there to register. Register for every single day that you plan on being here so that we know to be expecting you and like just to hug your neck and stuff. There's a few other logistical stuff, but that's why I want to know. So... Make sure you register. And until then, we'll see you tomorrow at 1130. Bye. I said 2022 will be a year. Lifelong dreams will come true. You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. You're the anointed. Long-standing faith projects are about to get finished suddenly. By unusual heart. Oh, it's cold. And you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up. 2022. The year dreams will come true. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God.